The time is drawing near. Time is drawing near. August 27th approaches. 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. at the substation in Seattle, Washington. Modular Seattle and Patchwork present Velocity, trade show, seminars, workshops, performances. Richard Devine, Daedalus, Lisa Belladonna, and Bad Snacks are headlining. We've also got Walker Farrell, Todd Barton, and a bunch of other amazing performers. And a live Podular Modcast with Richard Devine, Daedalus, and Lisa Belladonna. Once again, that is August 27th, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. at the substation in Seattle, Washington. Velocity. Visit VelocitySeattle.com for more information. Welcome back to Podular Modcast. I am Tim, and I'm really pumped up to bring you this chat with Technologic, Tobias and Chelsea from Technologic, to be more specific. Uh, they run a community synthesizer program out of Spokane, Washington, and I've been wanting to talk to them for a couple years, uh, but they were always like, wait, we're doing this really cool thing, and, and now it's time. So they've done all the really cool things. Um, but I've been really, really interested to talk to them because They've been running this synth community thing out of Spokane, like I said a second ago, and I'm being from Washington, Spokane is not a place that I would think of as uh, a synth town. Um, and we're going to get into that, but I, I, I'm just fascinated by what they do, and uh, they do really cool stuff. So we're going to get into this chat here in a moment. But before we do that, I just want to say to anybody out there who is maybe considering signing up for the Patreon, I'd really like it. I'd really appreciate it. Without the Patreon, PodMod could not exist. Um, you know, I, I do some ads. I've tried doing the ad thing, and uh, it, it always feels a little weird if it's not like a synthesizer company or something like related to that. Um, and yeah, it's just more, more of a hassle than it's worth. So I, I kind of have just decided that Patreon is is the lifeblood, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's community driven and we get to have a nice dialogue over there and I get to give away modules a couple times a year and I get to share exclusive content and all that jazz. So yeah, once again, if you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podular Modcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. I would also like to give a big, warm, warm thank you to Patchworks Seattle for their continued support of Podular Modcast. They've been with me since the beginning. If you would like to support the show, uh, you know, in other ways, other than the Patreon, you can head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. Tell them that PodMod sent you. They've got everything from modules to studio equipment to desktop synths. Um, they've got t-shirts and records and they've, they've got it all. P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. And speaking of Patchworks, I know I mentioned it in the uh, right at the very beginning of the episode, but I am so, so pumped for Velocity. I hope you got your tickets. Um, I'd really like to meet you uh, in person if we haven't met yet and you're going to be there. Um, also, 
If you are a Patreon subscriber, I'm only bringing this up again because it is pertinent. If you're a Patreon subscriber or you become a Patreon subscriber between now and then, um, I'm going to be opening up a dialogue there or a, a thread um, for people to submit their questions that they would like me to ask Richard Devine, Daedalus, and Lisa Belladonna. And because it's a live event, uh, and we're going to do a live podcast with those three people. I think what I would like to do is, uh, you know, have a chat based around live performance. So if you have any questions for any of those three people or all of those three people and your Patreon subscriber, be on the lookout. I'm going to be uh, giving, you know, putting up the, the post or whatever where I'm going to be uh, collecting those questions. And the final thing that I'll yak to you about here in this intro is uh, I'm still making videos for uh, all sorts of after later audio products because I've been working with them for a while and it's been a lot of fun. So I would love it if you had, if if you would head over to the uh, the after later audio YouTube page and uh, give me some constructive criticism or just smash that like button. Um, yeah, I'll put a link in the show description, but. Uh, you know, you should also check out After Later Audio's really cool products um, and be on the lookout. I, I swear, I know I keep doing this, but I did it last time and I delivered on that promise, or last year and I delivered on that promise. But we are going to be releasing some really, really, really cool stuff uh, later this year and I'm so excited. One of those things is actually uh, another module that, that is, of, is, is from my brain. Of course, Lenny has helped me really figure it out, but... Um, yeah, so there's gonna be another pod mod module and some really cool stuff. So please head over to afterlateraudio.com. That's it for this intro. Let's get into our chat with Technologic from Spokane. And we're here with Tobias and Chelsea from Technologic or Chompy Club or all of the above. <laughs> all the Too above. many projects. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about modular synthesis. We're going to talk about uh, what Donald Trump's been up to lately. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, first off, I want to say uh, it's nice to see your faces again. It's been probably three years since, well, I guess maybe Velocity is when I met and talked to you guys. Yeah. I think we've only met in person a handful of times, but um, I've been keeping an eye on what you're up to. I love that you're doing something with modular in Spokane, Washington. That's just, <laughs> I am, I am so fascinated by that. And I've been really, really wanting to talk to you guys for a long time. Yeah, uh, Thanks so much for that. having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also want to thank you for sending me menagerie. It is just so gorgeous. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's a real piece of art. Yeah. I think, um, I'm giving all Chelsea all the credit for that one. You know, we, we, uh, have this dynamic duo i think where i i have all these like crazy wild ideas and she's just trying to tame my ideas and make them look good so that's all that's nice. all <laughs> well you know from my experience with talking to um you know so many different manufacturers and you know just synth societies and stuff there's definitely um there's a trend that happens when there's like a duo that's working on something and a lot of like husband wife duos. And, uh, I feel like having two different brains kind of working towards the same thing, especially if you like share a household and stuff and you, it's part of both of your lives, not just your professional life, but it's so like, I imagine it's just so intertwined with everything else. Um, 
I don't know. It just seems like it, it works out really well. You know, you got make noise and recovery effects and just, you know, there's so many more. Two of um, our like favorite companies. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's get started. I don't know where to start after, you know, like I, I read that email where you gave me some background. Um but yeah, how far uh, how far back do you want to go? Yeah, like to Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of to you guys. Yeah. Do you like tell me your story? Um, well, okay. How much time do you have, Tim? Yeah, right. We're we're talking to people, so careful what you wish for. But um (laughs) like, okay, so I would say like let's talk with about the first goal that we had with Technologic in the beginning. Um, and then we can maybe go backwards from there. But we knew like seven years ago, eight years ago, when we had this idea, we knew like in our hearts, at least we like assumed that Spokane could never really sustain like a retail, you know, like a patchwork basically. At the time. At the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we really, honestly, we knew that there were people doing electronic music or hardware-based music or modular music um, independently, you know, lonely islands around, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have any way to actually like have a centralized location to you know, chat or get to know each other. So we would see each other like maybe in um, performance situations or stuff like that. But for the most part, we just kind of assumed that that really was off the table. But we knew we needed something where we could all get together and kind of just like, you know, I I think really it's that like community support of what you're doing helps you feel like you're not alone. Right. And I think definitely your show is a good example of that. Like we love your show. We love everything that happens in the community in all of Washington state, but especially on your guys's, you know, Seattle crew is just, it shows us this beacon of, of light that we're not alone over here, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but we were trying to kind of figure out a way to establish that sense of community that you would find in a patchworks or in a control voltage or something like that. Um, but without the brick and mortar, without well, yeah, the like retail space, we'd have performances and like events. And then people after the show would come up and be like, what is this? Like, what are you playing? <laughs> or like, how do I learn how to do this? Or they'd be like, I didn't know anyone else played modular in Spokane. Like, and they were like, how do like, do you want to hang out? Or we'd end up with like random people at our house all the time. <laughs> You were basically giving one-on-one workshops to like random strangers in our house a lot. So we finally were like, maybe we should like find a way to do this in a like less in our house setting. Um. Yeah. And just like we could, we could see that, that there were people who would want something like that too, you know? And so um, Mm -hmm. I think then like we had this idea, it was super crazy. We had no, I, I always like to tell people like, if you were to take a time machine seven years back and tell Chelsea and Tobias of the past that like what we were about to do was going to change our life so drastically. Like I could have never believed you, you know, I would have never contextualized what was about to happen. Um, because at the time it was just this very small idea. And then, um, over the course of probably the first year of just sharing that idea with people and seeing if they, you know, had interest in supporting it or whatever, um, we were just in the best of ways, so overwhelmed with how kind and, and just generous and like amazing that this community really showed us. Um, it was, it would like, to be honest, it's hard not to be like slightly emotional when I think about it, just because there was so many people who were just like, for no reason, we're willing to just support what we were trying to do. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like I, I would definitely include everyone from Seattle in that oh, same absolutely. sentence because 
it was just this like the first time that felt like Spokane wasn't just like the ugly stepchild of, you know, <laughs> everything on the West side. And for a good reason, for sure, that we have that reputation, but we're trying to like, I don't know, we're just trying to show people kindness and show people that like this, um, this creative medium of modular and of sound design mm -hmm. and of music production um, is, is for everybody. And we can, we can kind of like spread that love and kindness through this in such a unique and, and creative way. Mm -hmm. Well, and mm -hmm. also kind of like slight rewind in that process of like thinking about like how, how we wanted to like, I mean, I don't know if we even realized we were trying to start a music program. We were just trying to start like, mm -hmm. how do we like build a music scene when we feel like there, we don't even know if there's a place for one here. And we yeah. were kind of lamenting <laughs> about it. And like, mm -hmm. thank you, Banna Hafar <laughs> for just slapping us on the face and being like, well, just make it happen. Like, stop complaining about it and do something. Like, if, so if there you isn't one, Banna then build one. Or did you yeah. reach out yeah. to her? Yeah. Yeah. I love her. She was like, well, Jen, just do something. We, we're like, oh, I guess so we can. The cool. backstory on that is like, we were right in this cusp of like having this idea, but we didn't feel like we had any sort of authority to actually do it. Yeah. Um, and we went to this like... Um, it was a really rad show at in Portland at Holocene. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. anyway, we had I had met her um, down in Southern California for maybe the Nam show or something like that. So we anyway we and we were just talking after the show, and it was just like exactly the words we needed yeah. to hear um, because it was just kind of like, well, why aren't you doing something about it? Like, it's just do it. <laughs> it you just know? was like so obvious, and you're like, oh, I, I guess we can. And I I think yeah. Chelsea and I have yeah. always been those kind of people of like we we want to do stuff, but then feeling, especially like having our origins be in Spokane, I feel feeling like we just don't have the ability to actually like permission, I guess. I'm not sure what the word is, but just feeling like that. someone. Yeah. I, I grew up in, I don't know if you guys know where Roslyn is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Washington. I so know. I grew I up in Roslyn. Yeah. yeah. And then I, um, and then I went to, uh, I went to central in Ellensburg. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I moved to Michigan for a few years, but then came back to Ellensburg and was, you know, in a band there and, uh, kind of felt the same way. Like I really wanted to get this scene going. And at the time there was this great venue that had just opened up. It was like a real, like really nice space. Oh. And they were starting to get like bigger acts coming through every once in a while. And the band that I was in at the time was like the, well, it was like the only band I don't want. When I say it was the biggest band in Ellensburg, there were three. So um, yeah. we yeah. were basically just the ones who practiced more and sure, tried to sure. book shows more often. Um, but there was like this moment for like a summer or two where we were, you know, getting pretty good crowds and going in there. But it just never really evolved because there was nothing else going on. And so I moved to Seattle because I was just thinking I need a bigger pool of sure you know i wanted i didn't want to like start a community i actually just wanted to find one that i could just kind of sure, build sure. into um so yeah i get i get the struggle of what you're talking about yeah and then like so you know we had um just that un unbelievable response from the community and just everyone that we were talking with so then i think that put a fire under us of like all right well let's take this idea further um and let's try it out and so we started you know, asking people in Spokane, because I think that the idea needed to be um, brought to Spokane, not some, so much like the people in Spokane barely knew what the heck we were talking about. And I think probably some <laughs> of them still, the still do. The response was good. It was from the modular community at large, not necessarily yeah, Spokane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh -huh. But we did. I, uh, so then I'll, I'll go back into this, like maybe in a little bit, but um, we just ended up having this an incredible 
um, feeling of like, well, we need to do this now, yeah. you know, there it were felt enough people right. that were like asking for something. They were just like, we need mm -hmm. community. We were curious. We want a way to find this. We just feel like we don't know where to get started. So that was like, okay, there's a need and like, we, we think we can fill it. So mm -hmm. let's try it. At yeah. this time and when you guys were kind of starting this, especially with modular like that long ago, um, roughly i'm just kind of curious like roughly how many people like stumbled upon it upon you guys and and were like oh i thought i was the only modular synthesis in all oh dude camp, there, it's a big it was city, really i'd imagine it was a huge part of it honestly yeah. because i think yeah there was a lot of people um you know i think the very first time we actually got together with people maybe it was like five of us but um there was a lot of people doing you know this stuff that had moved or you know were from other cities or had this a part of their life beforehand and then they they moved here but they just didn't know if there was other people mm -hmm. right and so i think a lot of what we recognized early on was that we didn't need to do much like chelsea and i i don't take any credit for what we did it's more just the fact that we gave a space and like a name to it but it was really Sometimes just like all, the that's really all it needs a lot of the time right yeah, yeah. you know and i've and had we, so many people reach out to me and ask me how um you know why you know that i really wish there was a modular on the spot in my town and i, I right, always say right. well if it doesn't exist make it that's how these things right. start it's not like somebody yeah. like knights you or something <laughs> totally and like i see that so clear now i think at the time i just mm -hmm. didn't i didn't feel that yet and um right so yeah i think it was like it was i don't know we we ended up probably in our third year we probably had somewhere between like 45 to like maybe 60 people um that were not exclusively modular artists, but just people who were, you know, hardware based, like interested in electronic music. And we were pretty mm -hmm. consistently showing up to our monthly events. Um, and we also, oh, we'd partnered oh. with a couple music venues and some art organizations to do some bigger art events. So like we were okay, kind of cool. this like child under this bigger arts organization in Spokane called Terrain. Um, so okay, like cool. they have this yearly flagship event that's super awesome. And they have like a ton of different art mediums that happen in this event, like installation performances, like all sorts of creative mediums that happen. Mm -hmm. And so we um, had a big launch there uh, like early on. Um, and we did like kind of sort of like what modular Seattle does where they have like a synth petting zoo. Um, uh -huh. We had something kind of akin to that, where it was like a very small version of that, where we set up a bunch of modular stations in this cool little room that we designed. Um, and then people could just come and play and touch. And we like so basically cool. made it this like station and people had no idea. Most people had never seen anything like that. And so mm -hmm. it was like a synthesizer room to just come and play and explore. <laughs> and well, that was a big I, piece, I think, of how people found us in the first place yeah. that didn't know about modular synthesis there was like seven thousand people at that very first yeah. event and not, wow. not not to come and see us but like just the fact just that we got exposure yeah. to right. that many people in our community i think that gave us this really great springboard right well and then you know, we've done a couple like, of those since yeah nice yeah i think like you know cities especially like spokane it's in, i feel like spokane is a really unique situation because i mean as far as the west coast goes and washington goes it's like a pretty big city but it's also not really close to anything else yeah. that's big maybe like right. Coeur d'Alene maybe but mm -hmm. um but I, I I'm not surprised at all that there was you know well there's what probably Lee in the greater Spokane area over a hundred thousand people oh, oh for sure yeah, I think it, like, I think it's like 300 something it, don't quote yeah, me yeah, okay it's something like that the greater areas so, I think close yeah to with with that many people there's got you know you're definitely going to find right. some semblance right. of an art scene 
that's we also have a lot of great college communities right right and what i love about like sometimes these smaller areas or these isolated areas if there's an art scene i feel like it becomes has a little bit more of a community and collective vibe to it because no one thing can get so big that it can sustain itself as like one type of art scene so it kind of like becomes this like bubbling cauldron of all these different things and i feel like you're totally right that's a huge piece of our story so like when we moved back to spokane i'm like oh gosh that was probably 12 years ago back up back up a little bit so like we we were you know kind of (laughs) raised here in spokane then we moved away and like i i would be the first to tell you like i could not get out of spokane fast enough you know yeah (laughs) um for a myriad of reasons but like i just totally never saw myself coming back and then we lived in southern california we lived in new zealand for a little while and we did a lot of just you know life and then found ourselves like because of family reasons coming back to spokane after five or six years um and we're like dragging our feet, you know, like it was not mm-hmm. the part of the plan. I think it was like right in the recession too. So it was like 2009, 2010. And um, we just expected that like we would find, you know, the same thing we left. Um, and it, we were totally wrong. Like I was, I was very, very wrong You're about that expectation. Surprised. Yeah. And nice. Um, there were a bunch of people kind of in similar situations to us, but they decided, and I give all the credit to them, like the people who founded Terrain, for example, they could have done what we did and left and been like, I see these problems and like, I'm going to, I'm going to bail. But then they decided like to do the hard work and like, actually, let's try to fix the problems. Let's try That's to make something the, that, these problems better. Like as you guys were kind of building the story, just as I've been listening over the last few minutes, that's something that I kind of thought it was like, something that I really admire about what you guys are doing um, and have done is before you guys do something like this, if there is somebody who finds modular and they feel like they're a weirdo in their town, like they feel like they have to move. Like I felt like I have to move, had to move right. to Seattle. Um, I mean, I, I, I love Ellensburg. I just, I actually love Washington state. I, you know, I'm <laughs> super into it. It. Yeah. The outdoors, but I also love the city thing and I'm in Tacoma. And if you would have told me that, I was going to live in Tacoma a year and a half ago. I probably would have cried, but now I'm like, oh, I love Tacoma. Um, so uh, I think that's really cool that that you're creating this opportunity for maybe people who don't want to leave or can't leave to ha- have a way to find a community that where they feel like they're not a weirdo or something, you know? Right. Well, right. and weirdos make the best creative people. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that they're yeah. not that they're not a weirdo. It's just that, oh, I'm right? not the only weirdo. You just find your people and you yeah, realize exactly. there's a lot of weirdos yeah, yeah. out there who need community. <laughs> but I, I do think like, we, I definitely don't want to come across like we were the only people who had that idea. We just, oh, not at we all. kind of yeah. adapted the energy that was happening in like the modern visual art scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, there's another couple that are really close friends of ours that started a live music venue probably like two years later um, called the Bartlett and Mm -hmm. that music venue single-handedly also elevated the music scene as a whole not Mm -hmm. just you know electronic Mm -hmm. music but everything and all together like you know I we we have these um, probably a couple times a year where like all of us couples that are part of these different you know pieces of Spokane's art scene we like go and have brunch or something and it feels just like it, 10 years later, if you would have, again, told us all where we would end up, like it, we couldn't have ever planned it this way, but we're just so lucky that we all kind of collectively decided, 
hey, like, <laughs> let's not try to escape this, but instead yeah. try to like maybe build something. Yeah, do something. And and that's what I guess I'm trying to say is that it was a shift in perspective of going, this is not a terrible place. It's a blank slate to make a, a new place, you know, or a better mm-hmm. place. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I found when I, you know. There's a lot of know, creative people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And when I moved to Seattle, I was like, you know, it was in a pop punk band and we thought we were the shit, but it real, I realized that once we got to Seattle, like, oh, we're not doing like, this is kind of outdated what we're doing. It's kind of corny, <laughs> at least my, what I felt I was contributing to it. And, um, it was, it was kind of a slap in the face to be like, oh, I can't just come in and like automatically like wiggle into this scene and like, the scene that I've become a part of was it actually took a really long time. Like I became friends with, you know, like Andy and Cindy pretty early um, from uh, patchworks, you know, gel yeah. soul. And, uh, yeah. and then I also became friends with like Madeline Kokolis who now lives in Australia, but I was, I was meeting all these people in different pockets who did, didn't necessarily know each other. And then I started noticing over the last like five years, like, all these kind of tiny little groups were starting to coalesce and it was mainly yeah. because of patchworks and doing like those synth right. petting zoos like you're talking about. So, right. you know, it's like, if you build it, they will come, I guess. Right. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that is the way to say it for sure. And like we, we, you know, I, I remember, um, we, I, I want to say was our second year into what we were doing. Bradley from modular Seattle mm-hmm. reached out mm-hmm. and, um, we ended up kind of having this amazing uh, collaboration that we did where like a handful of people from Seattle came and taught some stuff at one of our workshops. Yeah, that was so fun. And that was like what exactly what you're saying. It was like, why not try to do all this together? You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're all trying to make Washington State's, you know, music, electronic music scene better and stronger. And it doesn't Definitely. seem to exist yet. So let's try to like make it the way that we want it all collectively you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. whereas like i feel like there was i don't know i don't really want to get into like the too much into the negative of the past but there wasn't really that feeling i didn't feel back when i played music like in high school in like rock bands or something i've talked about ad nauseum so i'm sure yeah i've heard you talk about like, that. here we go yeah it's, but that's that's been a through line this whole time i've talked to people who you know come from different backgrounds as far as you know did they were they coming up in hip-hop or were they trying to do dj stuff or you know it's it's never once not even close i remember sharing green rooms with bands we shared the bill and we just didn't talk i would try to talk right. to people because i'm like right you know i like to talk to people but a lot of the times it was just kind of this like People, I don't know, I, you know, that you hear the Seattle freeze, um, but there is something about Seattle that I feel like that people don't want to, sh- or didn't want to, I think that's changing, but people didn't want to like tip their hand too much because mm-hmm. I don't know if they were, if it was like a vulnerability thing or they didn't want, you know, like this, keeping up this facade of this mysterious mm-hmm, tortured mm-hmm. artist or, you know, it could be a million reasons, but I was always just kind of like, can't we all just be friends? We're all super right, into this, right. obviously. Like, can't right. we just celebrate? But people thought I was yeah. corny because I was like, I just want to like right. be stoked with you. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I also think there's an element of like, there used to be such limited resources in terms of like how many venues or how many opportunities yes, there are for exactly. creative people. Yeah, that's a really good point. So people mm-hmm. would keep it real close to the chest and you'd kind of like hoard your resources. And there was kind of this old boys club mentality in the creative world. And it's the same thing in Spokane. I think that's like across the board in a lot of creative industries. And the 
thing that I think we noticed with that, because when we left Spokane, that's very much how it was coming back here. The people that have made a difference and have, who have transformed the city are people who have said, we're not going to do it that way right. because right. Totally. the recession just totally. flatlined everybody. It was like all mm-hmm. the resources, all the opportunities, like everything just disappeared. So yeah, if we're going to build really... this from scratch, we have to yeah. do it together. Right. Mm-hmm. And like kind of around this time, I know it's not like perfectly lined up, but this was like during the recession, this is also where we're going through this massive sea change of um, the way um, art is, uh, you know, consumed. I hate to say that word, but, um, you know, like um, just, I don't know. It used to be there were five channels and there were four Mm -hmm. radio stations and there were 20 bands. And now it's kind of like, there's so many sub niche, sub niche, sub niche, like, like ours is so like buried in this layer of electronic music, you know, like we're a couple layers of strata down. Um, So I think that also might everyone to exist in there now. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the positive side of it is like, yeah, sure. You're not going to become a rock star, but you can find your people. And I think that might be part of why there's not that much ego I find. Sure. Within sure. the modular, you know, it's because there's no one who's going to be, the, you know, Lady Gaga off of it, you know? Right, so. right. And I've heard people who are like, uh, you know, kind of talking to your point where they're saying like, why, what would I gain, you know, from that? What we really want is more people supporting this industry so that it grows. Exactly. Um, and yeah. when, when it grows, then we all grow together. And I think that really has been our whole story. I mean, to be honest with you. Um. But yeah, I guess should we let's go back into our uh we were in Sorry, our like I keep second railing you guys, but I'm just like no, 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 no. we we love to we love to go on rabbit we're trails. We're loquacious, but... <laughs> so please reel us back in if we get lost. Um that but that is the best trait to have as a guest on a podcast. <laughs> I, I would say as a podcast host. Um the less the less teeth pulling I have to do, the the better it is. So well, I think you have the opposite problem. You're shutting us up is half the problem. So, um okay. So let's see. We're we're in our second or third year. It was going like incredibly well in ways that we never could have anticipated. And then um like I think one of the markers of that was we got asked to be um we we got brought to uh Asheville from for make noise ten year anniversary. Oh, cool. And yeah, that, that was so fun. That was, was like, to bit. me, I mean, I love Make Noise, and I think everyone who knows me knows I love Make Noise, you Some know? Some of but our like, favorite people ever. That was just, for me, like, this moment of going, holy cow, you know, pinch me. Because I, it felt so surreal to be able to speak to some of the things that we had been doing around the context of what the rest of this, you know, global community has been doing. They mm-hmm. were a huge, huge like supporter for us and getting off the ground. And they'd like been a big piece of helping us get workshops started and shared some of their OCOS curriculum. Like they're an incredible group of human beings because they're like philosophy on helping educate and like spread. I don't know. It sounds silly, but like spread the modular gospel or is like yeah, yeah. really incredible. Like they're just so mm-hmm. generous with time and resources. And so we were just like so excited to be able to still be part of that in any capacity. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think that led for us again, it just kind of put a lot of more wind in our sails, the more we kept going. Um, and then just giving us confirmation that like, all right, let's keep going and then see how far totally. it will go. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I had a few moments like that from, you know, from our greater angels or, or maybe that's not the term, but you know, from our, from our, um, you know, the people who are kind of really blazing the trail and the people that we looked up to, I had the yeah. similar yeah. pinch me no moment with make noise when they asked me yeah. to like help with the strega launch. And like one of my patches oh, is in the, the manual, which that yes, was kind so of yeah. like the first moment, at, you know, I've had a lot of moments where I'm like, whoa, this is really fucking cool. Like what <laughs> starting this <laughs> podcast has led to. And that is definitely one of them. And then I think one of the earliest things that kind of really it was it's kind of the foundation for me understanding how the scene worked and really wanting to like continue playing by those not rules but like following the same vibe as I started the podcast and I think I had really released maybe two episodes and I was like well maybe one day I could maybe get div kid on the show and then Ben actually <laughs> tweeted at me or sent me a message because I wasn't going to ask him I'm like I'm going to get some episodes under my belt for, yeah yeah but he's like hey if you ever want me to come on the show or something i'm like uh yeah bah, 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 yeah <laughs> um yeah. and then you know fast fast forward uh three years later he's fucking sleeping on my couch and playing right right in my apartment i'm like what the right. fuck's going on <laughs> yeah that was us too dude we totally resonate with that for sure <laughs> was the, the, after velocity i remember the the day yeah. after velocity i was giving um I was giving Austin, uh, our Benny, a ride to yeah. the airport because we used to live right by the airport, and it was he's just so surreal. Yeah, he's the best, and because I, you know, Ben had just stayed at my place, and Eli from Mystic Circuits was crashing with us the whole weekend. He's actually okay, going to be yeah. staying with us again for Velocity uh, awesome. this year. I'm super stoked. Um, but I was sitting there, and we were watching Rick and Morty on Sunday, and our <laughs> Benny and Eli from Mystic Circuits and my wife, and we were just sitting there like eating takeout being hung over together. <laughs> well, Eli wasn't hung over, but you know, it was just, yeah, no, it was fucking sure. crazy. Yeah. Just yeah. Totally surreal. And just seeing how like, like I didn't, you know, I didn't ever have any like presumptions about Austin, but you know, he was, you know, is one of the biggest names as far as musicians in our scene. And it was just like, Oh, he's just a really cool person. Who's not treating me. Like I'm not as like, yeah. Elevated he's as him so or something. Kind. It was just, Oh, he's the best. I, I have the tiniest story I want to like break really quick and talk about <laughs> with those. Uh, so Arbeni and then also with Light Bath. But um, we were mm -hmm. at Nam and we went to dinner with Vanna and Eric and those two just happened to be there. But I didn't know what they looked like because <laughs> both of them <laughs> at that right. time, at that time they weren't showing their faces, I don't believe. Yeah. And they just had all their music, you know, did you just see their hands? So we were talking to them for like 15 minutes and you'd have to know me enough to like, know. I get way carried away when I get excited about stuff. <laughs> and I, they're like two of my absolute, like Vanna's probably at the very top and then like very close are those two. And mm -hmm. I, I, we were just talking about whatever and they were just so nonchalant, so normal. And like, you know, I guess just the way that you're saying, but then it just came up that that's who they were. That was their handle, their moniker. And I literally mm -hmm. like, I threw my napkin on the table and I was like, I had to take a lap because you I was like, no, it. no way. That is, cannot, I'm just, I'm sitting here with, I just, I couldn't even believe I it. I love that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I love that. But I 100% understand what you mean. Like they're just the most incredible people um, and most incredible musicians. And it just like, it adds yeah. to that for me, for sure. I feel like I want to just keep sharing these types of stories because that's but but 
I won't go on too long about this, but just kind of good to to go back and kind of highlight something that you said earlier a couple times just in this conversation that's really resonated with me is it the success that you have found with this endeavor that you guys have you know undertaken um but how like uh, like it, not the way you expected it you know so like right. starting the podcast you know maybe i had these ideas of whatever that could become um but you know i didn't know about the community the how how interwoven and you know loving it was um so that has been the biggest reward by far. Sure, I thought, oh, it'll absolutely. be cool to get sent modules, which it's very cool to get sent modules. But, you know, when people ask me, when we get into the conversations about this, my favorite things are the stories of the interactions and the quality totally. time totally. spent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was also part of it, right? You know, because when we started, we we were we had spent a lot of our own money up front and then we just mm -hmm. asked any any company that we were talking with because I think just as an artist, I had for some reason like I had just established a couple relationships with some companies, and then once a couple of them got on board, then it was easier to get support from others. And we weren't yeah. asking mm -hmm. for anything crazy. It was just like, hey, is there any B stock? Is there anything you're not going to be able to sell that we can help? Because we're not going to have a retail space. The goal was to try to have this like a couple systems so that people could come and at least experience it before they mm -hmm. went like full all in and yeah. were actually going to be in, you know asked to spend thousands of dollars on a system because there's nowhere in spokane to like go see it right. a modular right. i mean we literally i mean have you'd have to come to center. seattle or go to yeah. Portland. that's the closest yeah. for sure so yeah. far and that's for people who don't know you know washington's a huge state like I yeah, can get to Portland like, faster than I can get to Spokane. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Three yeah. and a half hours, four hours to Spokane yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just day. think in general too, there's also, there's a level of commitment that you, you don't even know what you're looking for or what you're trying to do if you're just going online a lot of the time, right? you know, because totally. it's, mm -hmm. there's so much out there. So mm -hmm. I guess, I guess that was just the original plan. And then kind of realizing that like what you're saying it's way more about the relationships. Mm -hmm. That was always mm -hmm. clear to us when we started that it wasn't about the petting zoo stuff. That was a that was just an entry level. That was the like catalyst to get people in. But then it just became a way to like support everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the hang is I, always the best part, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then here's the one thing that I did not plan for, but I will totally say was by far our most um it was so clear to us that this is actually what the community needed most. Um, and that was just a really low key way to perform and to mm -hmm. share music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. came up with this idea, like probably a year and a half in because everyone was kind of like, all right, when can we, you know, do these performances? And we were only able to do like a couple artists at a time because we had limited time and space at these venues. Cause they were basically gifting us the space, by the way, all of the stuff we've ever done has been free. And we've tried to keep it that way because we were trying to keep everything really open to anyone who was just interested, but That's, not really willing to spend $15. Yeah. I'm glad that yeah, you brought that up. Yeah, we've essentially operated as a nonprofit, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and also <laughs> like something that I love about what you do, because, you know, the elephant in the room whenever we're talking about this community and the love and all that is this shit is fucking expensive. Oh, and dude, so yeah. to have people like, you, you know, organizations like you guys setting something up where, um, you know you can give people an opportunity that they maybe never would have had or currently can't have. Cause think about it. Like until you're like modular, I mean, I think it's kind of starting to change cause there's more companies and stuff, but like for a long time, modular was like a 35 to 
and up 35 years old oh, yeah. Yeah, game because you have to have like an established career and money yeah. right right the barrier to entry is high especially if very, you're like very a high. college student or a young person that's like right you know, it's just, but that barrier has gotten so much shorter just in the time mm-hmm. that I've been part of the scene because for people sure, like you sure. doing stuff. So that's well, thank awesome. You. Thank you. We appreciate that. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think like we, you know, we saw that, that drive that our community had and for good reason, you know, of course, like we make all this music and then we actually do want to share it and show people. <gasps> but I think that there was this part of it I didn't really think much about because I had performed for most of my life. Like I had, I had always had a pretty easy time to just be like, yeah, I'm going to put myself on a stage and try this. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I realized at that point that there was a a really major gap. And I think this is probably true with a lot of music scenes in a lot of different cities. And that is that like to commit to like a half hour to a 45 minute set on a bill for a full size music venue is really hard to do when you've never done anything like it before. Totally. And to go from like your bedroom to that, you know, stage is a really big leap. And so what we recognize is like, well, there needs to be something in the middle that's like Mm -hmm. a stepping stone to help you kind of get some of those butterflies out. And then just to try stuff, like a safe place to try Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So we did this. Yeah, because you get there and you see. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes into it. Right. Yeah. And so many people who are good at, or, you know, definitely like seasoned enough or know how to operate their synth well enough to where they could, they, they definitely can play a set, but they don't feel like they can. But, you know, like once they get out there and do the one time and they see like, oh, everybody here is just for, here for the same reason and it's not to judge, it's to share this stuff. And, and you see like also with modular, it's like you could – Everything could go wildly wrong with your set. All you have to do right. is be like, I meant to do that. Level is present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just say, Yeah, I meant to do that. It's this it was yeah. avant garde, you know? Like Happy <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. But Chelsea, so, you could probably speak to the fact that the that that middle the show and patch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we started um a thing called show and patches that so our events w- went from originally being kind of like synth petting zoo nights with like a workshop um, at the beginning. And then the rest of the time was like this petting zoo time where we would bring like all of this gear and tons and tons of stuff. And like people just explore all night. And then eventually as time went on, um, we kind of, we always were asking for feedback from people that were coming of like, you know, what do you want? Cause we'd have some people that would just kind of rotate through every few months. And then we had people that would come back every time. And then we'd have people that would just kind of show up once a year. Like it just, it was, mm-hmm. you know, you get with events, you start to see like patterns of like, who's like a consistent person versus who just kind of comes w- once in a while when something piques their interest. Um, and for the people that were coming really consistently, we were getting pretty good feedback from them that like, hey, we we really want to have like this time where we can collaborate and ask questions. And so then we kind of merged the events into what we called collaborative laboratories. So we called them collabs. Um, and it basically was like we'd have some sort of workshop-y um, type of thing in the beginning where it was like, here's, we're going to learn about something. And like, those would change every month. Sometimes it was us teaching. Sometimes we'd have guest teachers. Sometimes it'd be one of the members sharing something. Like we had a soldering workshop one time, which was super fun. Or, um, like sometimes modular Seattle guys would come through, or if we had a touring artist come through, they'd come perform. And then the rest of the time would be everybody would bring out their systems and we'd um, rotate which systems we were bringing, 
Um, and then everybody would just kind of have a lab night and you'd just work on the projects that you had to work on. You'd kind of jump around, see what other people were working on, ask questions. And it was very collaborative. Um, but in that, then people also were like Tobias said, were asking a lot of questions about performing of like, Hey, like I, I want to show you this song, but I'm not quite sure like how I would perform it. And I don't have 25 minutes or 30 minutes of songs, but I have one that's like maybe mm -hmm. five to 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And so we realized like, okay, so we need kind of like a show and tell format of like people are nice. working on things and they want to be able to show us. Um, so, I mean, in like a juvenile way, I was like, well, let's call it show and patch. And then it just stuck. No, I love so that. then yeah, it's we great. started show and patches. <laughs> um, so we would do those every couple months um, and we would just have everybody that wanted to sign up and you could sign up as long as you want, but we'd have like a show and patch night. Um, and sometimes it was just like someone saying, Hey, I've been working on this thing and I still have some kinks to work out, but we'd have the system um, plugged in and like, we would kind of help. We did a couple mini workshops on like what you need to have to actually do a performance, like what kind of things you need to keep in mind. Cause some people hadn't ever really performed before either. Mm -hmm. So they weren't quite mm -hmm. sure like what cables do I need? Like, what do I need to worry about? So right. some of that was just like performance 101. Like here's some yeah, tips and totally. tricks. Here's stuff to watch out for. If you're, you know, this is how you, if your levels are getting hot, you know, just all the different things right, that you have to right. keep in yeah. mind. Stuff that you um, never would think of or know until you've played a yeah. show and you're like, oh shit. And then no one's really like out there teaching you really. Yeah. That a lot right, of times totally. you learn the hard way when you're like, oh, that was yeah. awful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So that was like, you know, maybe we can save some people the like heartbreak <laughs> of when you have a really bad performance if we can help them get over those right. ones earlier in a safer <laughs> environment that's not a scary right venue. that exactly i love like because you put up the you put up kind of like the bumpers on the bowling lane yes for that yeah. one, you know right, like right please pardon the interruption but today's episode is brought to you by a couple different people who you actually probably want to work with together. But let me just start with Hugo from Tiny Crush Mixing. You know that I've worked with Hugo, uh, not just talking about him here on the show, but I recently uh, worked with him on a track. Uh, and I and I kind of, I, I documented the whole experience over a four episode arc. And then we had him on to talk about not just that project, but just mixing in general. And here is the takeaway from that chat and my experience is, you don't have time to mix your own stuff. Um, well, maybe you do, but all of that time that we we try to eke out, we try to etch it out of our daily existence to uh, be creative. Well, it's, it doesn't it doesn't add up to a lot in the grand scheme of things for a lot of us. And if you're spending you know eight hours writing and recording a track, well, then that's probably at least forty hours of mixing. So, do you want to spend? the next 40 of your open hours and here's the deal most people don't and that's why a lot of people don't finish or release music i've been asked so many times how do you stay on track and finish and release stuff and it's all about time management and i think one of the best ways to manage your time is to spend the time that you have uh, open for being creative to be just that there is, you know, just write your music, record it, and give it to somebody who really knows what they're doing. Hugo has extraordinary uh, attention to detail. He has like a really great interviewing and questionnaire type process before you even start working with him. Um, so he can really hone in on exactly what you're looking for. So if you would like a 10% discount off your first mixing 
project over at Tiny Crush, then mention that you heard about it here on PodMod. So once again, that is tinycrushmixing.com. So, okay, now you've got your project mixed, you need it mastered. And most people don't know how to do that. And it's a dark art. And you might as well hire somebody who not only is good at mastering, but is good at mastering the kind of music that we all make here in the modular community. Nathan Moody over at ObsidianSound.net. He has mastered, well, I think he's done four or five things for me personally. Um, Him and Hugo work together a lot. That's why I'm talking about him here in one same breath. Um, He's done stuff with R. Benny. He does stuff for video games, um, sound design work. Like he's just, he's done it all. Um, And there's a reason that I go back to him time and time again because he's the master of mastering. So if you want 10% off of your first mastering project, you can head over to obsidiansound.net. Tell them that PodMod sent you. And uh, just be just be happier than a clam in some muddy sand once you get that mix back from Nathan. Once again, that's obsidiansound.net. Let's get back into the show. I have to like justify this though. This, so what I, I'm out of creamer for coffee. Right. Uh oh. And I had a couple. Yeah, I had a couple sugar-free Red Bulls in the house, but those are way too intense. Yeah, they're way too intense. No. So here's what I'm saying. Well, I've been pouring. So I've drank over since about um, 9:45 a.m. this morning. I've drank one of the smallest cans of Red Bull. Okay. But I've been drinking it over the last few hours. Um, We. We have uh, soda water in a keg oh. on tap because oh, okay, okay. we are just soda water heads. Yeah. So yeah. I've been just doing like a tiny bit of Red Bull and then I see, sparkly I see. water. And yeah, yeah. I feel like I figured out how to enjoy Red Bull. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it's always the grapefruit uh, sparkling water. That's I, That gets me, man. I can I could just yeah. do a whole 12-pack in one day, I think. <laughs> I would be surprised if you had you go through really fast. Well, that's why we got a keg, because we were spending so much on the soda streams, because to refill just one of the little soda stream things is $15. Right, right. I yeah, bought a yeah. five-gallon CO2 jug, and I can fill yeah. that for $25, and that'll last uh-huh. like a year. Oh, dude, so. we need to we need to get on board with that. Oh, what have you yeah. done? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can get the whole setup for like under a hundred bucks. It's a really good oh, investment. Dang. Dang, maybe like one hundred and twenty. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so right. I, I love that is such a genius idea, and this actually like this is a perfect because there's something I wanted to ask you guys um, yeah. specifically, and then this Chelsea, what you were just describing is you know perfectly like sums up this this. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for assumption that I have about you two, but you know what happens when you assume, um, (laughs) are, do you guys have background in education? Are you teachers? Did you go to school to be teachers or (laughs) no, man? I mean, that's the thing. It's such a crazy, like you have such a good instinct for how to do that. It seems like like your idea, Chelsea, about this show and tell thing is like, that's one of those ideas that's so simple, but no one ever thinks of it. But once somebody does, everybody's like, what? Why didn't we start doing this a long time ago? Right, you know? like, right. I feel right. like those are the best kind of ideas. I'm like, I'm the queen of like dad joke puns. So sometimes it's oh, literally too. because I, I just string stupid <laughs> ideas together. And Tobias is like, actually, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's probably a more out of like dumb ideas that then I'll take credit for him being brilliant. Thank you. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I, no, I love it. 
if I had to guess what our real, if we had any sort of like thing that we're good at, it's, we have been friends since we were 10 years old. And so we have this relationship where I can filter out the things that she's trying to say out of like (laughs) the stuff that's kind of, you know, the, Mm -hmm. it's like, I can see the flowers in the weeds. There's a yeah, you can be, a, yeah, you guys can be each other's translators. I feel like exactly. I have that with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And when, and I would say she is way better at it than I am with my own neuroses because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, an absolute to the core weirdo who has like <laughs> way too much in my brain at one time that I can't really even <sighs> like communicate at the same. Oh it's just God. like words just want to come out all at the same, same time. Same here. And You're you know what's so he's funny? A verbal processor. I am, I thought for the longest time, like this, doing this podcast has been so humbling. I thought for the longest time before I did this, that I was like a pretty eloquent speaker. Um, I was like, yeah, I, I have a good vocabulary and I'm very eloquent. And then I started listening to my edits and I'm like, oh, you're not eloquent because you go all <laughs> over the place. You will start right, right. an idea, but you won't even like, there's no punctuation and you're off to the next totally. thing. But you're oh, going to bring it back later. And it's just like, oh my you're God. You're in good company yeah. here for oh, sure. My brain is like a freeway. <laughs> well, that's and the thoughts are just driving by. And if I'm lucky, I catch one. <laughs> but when we're listening to your show, I think that's why we can track it so well. Cause like, yeah. I'm like, oh dude, I'm right there with you. That was like 45 <laughs> minutes ago, but I'm right back where we started. And like, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. yeah. You're in good company. Yeah. Get it. But good. anyway, good. yeah. Like I think we just have that with each other is that mm-hmm. ability to kind of be like, all right, so what you're trying to say or what you're trying to accomplish is this, but what it's sounding like is this. And then you're like, yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> Thank you. that's what I've been trying mm-hmm. to say this whole time, but I couldn't, you know, get it out. So I think that's been a, a really good thing for both of us as we've done any of our endeavors that we've done together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, over time, you get better at like, gently uh you know because you know i think it being creative with anybody you know and being a teammate with anybody in a creative mind if you have to have that raw time as well right Mm -hmm. like you can't just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you can't shut an idea down before it even has legs Mm -hmm. so well and that's like uh, something i kind of like how long have you guys been married you're married right yeah yeah and you guys, have, you guys have been married a while. I right? want to know how long do you think it is? it's got to be? It's got to be. Tobias is very great. So at long that you, so, so long that you lean back and you look in the air and you go, "It's got to be." No, so <laughs> it's thirteen or fourteen years, one or the other. But I can't do the math it's, in the moment. We've been married for fourteen. Fourteen years, years. Mm. but we've been dating since we were like. Uh, 17. Yeah. So it's been wow. Long. That's so cool. Basically, we were betrothed at first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. But, well, yeah, so something, been, like, yeah, what was friends. the dowry? Um, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> don't get us started on this story. It's a whole deal. But uh, Chelsea had to short, give your dad and mom like, yeah, what, right, like right. four goats and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. To make a long story short, I won't go into all of it, but we dated each other's best friends in junior high. And when you date in junior Classic. high, you Scandalous. don't talk to the person you like. You talk right. to their best friend. Yes. And uh-huh. so Why would you talk to in junior high? I mean, we right, just yeah. ended up talking yeah. to each other, feeling like really comfortable with each other because we thought, well, we're, you're off the market and, you know, you're yeah. off the market. So why not be ourselves? Like We got it. really good at mm-hmm. communicating because of that. And then those relationships piddled out with our you know, the, the best friends. And then like, well, you say in a a junior high relationships piddled out, hold the phone. (laughs) Never, never. (laughs) But yeah. So that dynamic was the foundation of everything that would, you know, be our friendship. And then everything else kind of, kind of felt natural after that. But 
Anyway, that's cool. I digress. Well, can I uh, talkers? Uh, not, so that helps. I want to. Uh, I wanted to ask. Like, I mean, you you obviously can work together on creative stuff. Um, and I actually I know I've never been in a um, a partnership where we've had the same kind of creative thing. Like Hannah and I, we have a lot of things in common that we bond over, mostly like the outdoors and just like, um, you know, just like quality time, like I was talking earlier, just like really enjoying our friend group and just, you know, yeah. spending time and laughing and, and that kind of thing. But she's not like into art, but like, I've never really, it's not that I haven't sought it out. I've just never really had that opportunity, but I'm always kind of, um, it's weird. I'm like simultaneously impressed, jealous, and also like the opposite of jealous when I see something like what you guys have. No, I totally I'm like, get well, that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, is, I mean, it definitely has, it's like, it's highs and it's lows. Like I think it took for us sure, yeah. several years of figuring out like our creative cadence together. Cause we're mm -hmm. also both firstborns. So we have lots oh, of very oh, strong opinions. I'm firstborn too. Yeah. yeah. Creative, <laughs> creative yeah. cadence. I love that. I know. Yeah. That might so have like to be it, your guys's patch challenge. We haven't done a patch challenge in a while. If you guys cadence. have some okay. time. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So I would say it wasn't like all rainbows and butterflies. I think we definitely had like years of like trying to figure things out of like, well, who's doing what and like whose job mm -hmm. is whose. And there were times where it worked great and times where it totally blew up in our faces. So please, yeah. by all means, like, do not think that this was like just we figured it out immediately. Um, yeah, it just I it think took a lot of communication. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine if like you to be married as long as you guys, uh, you know, have been and to like still obviously enjoy each other's company. Communication is key, you know, and yeah, I think, he's all right. I, like <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, sometimes there's, there's a, a stigma or, uh, maybe yeah, stigma is the word I'll use for about people who have like, you know, been with the same partner since they were so young. But I think like the thing about, a relationship like yours that doesn't get as much credit as far as I'm concerned is that you guys, you are kind of becoming who you are together and it, in man. real time. And I think sometimes that's actually a bad thing for people, but I think in a lot of cases, and it seems that way with yours, and I have a number of friends that are like this, where you actually kind of learn how to be a person together. So, right. Right. Maybe something like this, and even something like this could be part of that development, you know, just like, you know, so I, I think it's pretty fascinating and, and really. Yeah, I really mean, cool. the, I always look at it like, and I, I have all, we'll get into the, the fact that I've been teaching high school for the last four years later, I'm sure, but. I tell my oh, students. Oh, well, that's like, the education you know, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it, yeah, but that, that wasn't the background. Uh, I didn't have that background. after we started until, the music program. Yeah. Oh, but, cool, um, cool. Yeah, I tell my, my high school students are always asking, like, you know, should I should I stay with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever? And I'm like, okay, are you a better person when you're with that person, right? And Chelsea's always made me the best version of myself. And mm -hmm. I think that that's always been for me, you know, because I have heard that argument. We hear it all the time, you know, when you tell people that you're high school sweethearts and blah, blah, blah. There's always like, how could you ever stay with that person? Well, because like I didn't want to be the person that I – would have become had I not had that influence in my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that also is translated into our creative thing as well. Because we've been mm -hmm. together for so long or just ha we had friendship for so long that I actually heavily rely on Chels to be my, you know, other um, 
like the yin to the yang type of, of mentality because yeah. I can't do it yeah. on my own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. And I think yeah. that's it. Cause we were like, we were best friends for a long time before we were ever like romantic with each other. And we're still best friends. Like, cause I mm -hmm. think that's, that's probably why we're able to work together is we still actually like have fun together, even if we're not yeah, feeling sure. like lovey dovey or something, but for sure. Yeah. It's that, that aspect of like, implicit trust that like this person helps me be a better person. Um, right, and then I can, right. I like really do respect their, their insight and their opinion a lot. And like, I, I have like the utmost respect for Tobias and like vice versa. And I think we both help each other. We've been through like our absolute lowest lows and highest mm -hmm. highs in like some of the mm -hmm. most awkward stages of life, and some <laughs> of our best parts of life too. So like, there's mm -hmm. no pretense. Like we have literally seen, all of the ugly parts that like you go through in your younger years that you don't yeah. want someone to see, we <laughs> yeah. have seen yeah, yeah. it all, yeah, um, yeah. which has been, you know, like a blessing and a curse, but also like, I know every, I know every part about them and vice versa. And like, we still choose each other. And that's part yeah, of it. It's like you, have, I love you always that. have to make yeah. a choice. And yeah. so we yeah. just keep choosing each other. You know, it's funny. I mentioned Hannah and I, like, she's, she's not like, she doesn't, she's not a, a creative you, I would say. I mean, although what she can do with like land, like she's a horticulturalist and she's got a real eye for oh, making yeah. things look really yeah. nice outside. Oh, and she's a creative. She it's just a different medium. It, totally. Yeah. And she, you know, she recently started working at the uh, Pacific Science Center. She's the lead horticulturalist for that. the tropical butterfly so house. Yeah. So when so you guys nice. come up, you'll have to, we'll have to take a little trip over yes, to the, please. Uh, oh, yes, um, but yeah, I, I actually, I trust because she's my best friend and I absolutely trust her. Like, so if I'm doing something that, you know, cause I make a lot of weird shit, you know, like, is this actually <laughs> funny? Should I put this out? And she'll tell me, you know, and I yeah, trust sure. her judgment, you know, for sure. Exactly. So that's really good. Um, we are at 52 minutes. Oh man. What's that? <laughs> Dang. Oh, I just said, so, you know, with that trust, you have feedback and sometimes it's what you he want to hear and sometimes it's not, but that's what helps. Right, right, right. And you know, you can't, if you're, if you're fine, if you want somebody who's only going to tell you what you want to hear, then they're not helping you grow and you're not, you're not helping yourself sure. grow. That's um, exactly it. Dr. Phil here. Um, <laughs> so I, be, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to cut this off at an hour, but we, we usually do about an hour. I'm, I'm willing to go along, but I want to make sure that we get into um, one. I want to talk about menagerie. I want to talk yeah. about you have another instrument um, yeah. and you've kind of got this club thing going on. So like, yeah. I know there's more history. That just means you're going to have to come back for part two of <laughs> totally. the history. But totally. let's, let's fast forward to what's going on now. I'm looking at Menagerie now. Um, okay. It's okay. seriously, I love this art deco thing that's going on. I love that it's got this removable piece. Like it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, for people who love mod the, the, the whole like modular aspect of modular, you know, like taking the stuff out and like having yeah, this yeah. hands on stuff like this is such a cool Thanks, dude. Like I, I still haven't really figured out how I'm how I'm going to use it, but I'm like, I don't know, even if I don't, I'll probably leave it in the case because it looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I yeah, I won't go into the actual like history of the the where we've kind of been as much, but I do want to say like we were always interested in doing products um mm -hmm. way yeah, back it when we like started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we weren't able to really wrap our head around that and just like we didn't think that we had also the knowledge and like the experience to probably do it the way we wanted to do it. Um so then 7 years later 
um, you know, like I said, we tried to keep everything free and we tried to keep everything. And we've never done a fundraiser and like all that stuff has been really just trying to make sure it was all what it was going to be. But, you know, like everybody else in 2020, we had like this incredible year planned and all this stuff we were going to be doing. And then it just Me like too. fell flat. <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. We had like amazing stuff planned for that year because we had like my rebranded dream and we had is, yeah yeah my dream is to like do like a tour or something you know i've always wanted yeah. to go on tour and play in other places and yeah, I had yeah. a mobile podcast i was yeah i was gonna do calgary i was gonna do denver and i was gonna do san francisco and they all got yeah dude yeah so all that That's programming so kind of just it. like fell flat and it was really disheartening but then we were like well we've always wanted to do these products and we had because of our like experience with, you know, teaching and really I would say it's more than the teaching. It's all about what you have to do to get to the point of teaching, which is building curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. like, that's something I found that I have a lot of passion for is taking something that's otherwise complex and making it something that's digestible. Same um, here. And yeah. So like that yeah. part of it was like, well, I can recognize where there's places in the market or, you know, things that ideas I stumble upon in that curriculum development that would make sense as a product. But then like, because we had just, I mean, seriously, we had every single month we were planning the next month. And then like, that was about all we could really muster because we were also working full-time jobs and um, basically like not having that ability to give us the time to really develop products and really just, they just stuck in our, our idea bank, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, through COVID, our goal was like, all right, well, we're going to have this time. We can't put on events. We can't do the stuff we wanted to do. But like, let's do something different that would also be cool. So for like two years, Chelsea and I were like, all right, we're going to do stuff that's probably like pretty far out of our comfort zone in some ways. We and had to learn a lot because like we yeah. had very, very basic like circuitry knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and like yeah, I knew. Yeah. I said he did. I had like zero. <laughs> I still have hardly. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost yeah. at zero. So I get it. <laughs> but I think like going back to like the kindness of the community, you know, Greg from Recovery Effects is a great example. You know, we were trying to figure out how to, to get some of our panels, um, like our, our blank panel ideas. And then because um, we're going to do a whole run of blank panels and we're doing the menagerie module. And we have one other module that's kind of in the chamber right now. Um, but he was just like an open book. He was just happened to be at Patchworks when we were there. And, and we were talking with Tom and we were like, had these ideas and we were kind of telling him these things. And we we're like, yeah, but we, we don't quite know where to start or how to get like these things off the ground. And he's like, Oh, you should talk with Greg. Oh, actually I think he's in the store. Hey, Greg, come here. And then it was just like <laughs> perfect timing. I yeah. love that. Yeah. But that's a great exactly Greg is example. A dear friend of mine. Me and him have been, me and him and Zara oh, actually so have been wonderful. really close friends for a long time. He's they're he They're so just the best. So, yeah. so amazing. So kind and generous and like just immediately started giving us like information and resources and just like he didn't ha like I don't think he knew us from Adam other than like sort of kind of knowing what we had done. And he mm -hmm. just had no reason to be as nice to us as he did other than that. He's just an awesome he, person. That's how he is. Like so yeah. I, I my old band played a show with his band in Yakima. And okay. I was just like, you guys are the coolest people I've ever met in my life, you know, because like <laughs> yeah. Greg and Zara, let's face it, they're like, they're like, so cool. They exude Amazing. coolness. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I, I really was like, I, I want to become friends with these people. And then I ended up talking with Greg and Zara for like, the rest of the night and just so nice. And like, I started getting into guitar pedals and was getting stuff from Greg and he was helping me. And I was just like, all the while, just kind of like, why? Like, 
what is he getting out of helping me? Right, but he just, right. it's, he's just an enthusiast. He's super nice. And he, he's, I think he's like us. If somebody else is really excited about something, he gets excited that they're, yeah, they're sure. excited. And, and it's just, you know, and then I became, you know, I started playing in his band and he played the song at my, my and Hannah's wedding for our first dance, you know, it's just like, I never thought that's where it would have yeah, ended that's up. Amazing. You know, but yeah. Well, so then all these ideas. Sorry to interrupt, kind of, but I love, no, no, I no, love no, talking no, about Greg and Zara. <laughs> I, I will. So, so I, yeah, I think we were kind of just like, all right, well, we have to do something. We have too much energy to just like sit and do nothing. So, um, so then we just started kind of like hashing out some of these ideas and getting it all figured out. And pretty soon, like we had a prototype and I was like, actually, this is a really cool module and I would buy this. And, um, and then there was this bigger question, I think, along the way, which will, will lead us into the next um, part about Chompy Club, which is like, do we want to be a modular company with all of the background that we have, or do we want to just be a musical instrument company? Um, and that question is not necessarily having to be like one or the other, but I think mm -hmm. in the, at the time we could feel ourselves like slipping into this world of like more and more and more niche um, because mm -hmm. like the module menagerie, like it's essentially a half aesthetic driven module and then half like a, a light theremin, like a light sensitive theremin for your modular. Mm -hmm. And, um, but a lot of it is, it's like, you have to not only be a modular enthusiast, you have to not only have a modular system, but you also have to be at the level of modular that it's like, this would be a really fun little kitschy thing to have in my system that I'll pay $150 for. Um, and I'm not, I'm not looking to become the next amazing modular designer. Cause that's not merely what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about mm -hmm. this kind of fun side of modular, um, the aesthetic side of modular. And like, I, I am totally guilty. Like I have, I have way too many modular systems. So I'll say that first and foremost, but yeah, me too. all of my systems are color coordinated. Like yes. I will oh, refuse I have, to put a module in a system that is not the right colorway for that system. It's a very serious deal at our house. So that like is, I will so buy a whole new case just to change the, the colorway of that system. And then I'd have to like change my whole modular grid around the fact that my one module I have to have is no longer the colorway I need it to be. Okay, well, I'm going to send you a picture right now then because I okay, think it's going to give you anxiety. Because when you said <laughs> I have all these systems, I, uh, I I was like, oh, same. And then you kept talking and I was like, oh, no, no, we're not the same. I actually have one <laughs> modular system. Um, oh, right. But right. I have like a bunch of cases and I have a bunch of modules that are just lying around. So I'm going to send you this picture. This is, Do it. This is Do my it. Needham case right now. Oh, yeah. you got. It. I saw when you got that. That's so rad. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But here's what that looks like right now. And I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but I just sent it to your Instagram. All right. I'll, I'll take a look at it when it comes in. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you know, I couldn't do that, dude. There's and yeah. more power to you for doing it, but I just Some couldn't. Some of those aren't even I, plugged in or screwed in. Oh, no. Because no, I'm constantly switching no stuff out. Right, but I'm also right. shooting video for uh, after later, and sometimes I use okay, my yeah, synth, yeah. and I also yeah. go out in the woods with my synth a lot. So I'm yeah, constantly yeah, right. taking stuff out. So. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we, we are going to do this launch of products, but we're only going to do it in this limited run basically is what I was trying to get mm -hmm. at. So we decided we're going to do, um, at, we're launching the menagerie module for sale at velocity. It will be a run of 50. There's going to be 25 black and gold and 25 pink and gold. Yeah, pink. Oh my gosh. Um, pink so and fun. gold. It's yeah. So 
So if you have any have... extra face plates left over at the end or anything that's yeah, like we scratched up that you wouldn't, I would like a pink one. Okay. All right. We'll make it happen for sure. For you, yeah. Tim. Yes. Anything. And we'll <laughs> have another you. we'll have another run of twenty five pink ones to go on sale in the fall. Um, but nice. we're gonna wait. Basically, nice. the long story short, we're gonna do one hundred fifty modules total, and then. Um, be done with that and then the blank panels we're going to do like once they're sold out they're done uh through the rest of the year basically and the whole mm -hmm. thing is all uh it's not really a fundraiser but it's a way for us to gain funding um through selling products towards this next thing that we're trying to do and you know i know like there's a million other things we could talk about but that really is like one of the big things we want to announce to everybody is that we've decided like technologic is not going anywhere. We're just going to have to kind of pull back some of like our planned expectations and change mm -hmm. a lot of the ways that we were doing things. But we're going to be starting um, an actual electronic instrument company called Chompy Club. Yeah. And it'll okay. go it'll go live um, on Velocity. And we're going to have our oh. flagship instrument called Chompy at Velocity. As a prototype. As a prototype. Yeah. And it won't uh -huh, be for sale uh -huh. until we're going to do a Kickstarter. But um, yeah, it's it's like we're so freaking excited. Like we we couldn't be more excited at this point just oh, because well, of all the things. Like, definitely coming back to finish the history story dude, and yeah, to yeah. promote the Kickstarter when that comes yes. out. So yeah, yes, let's definitely sure. keep me in the loop. I want to yeah. I want to okay. make this, I want do anything I can to give it any sort of slight bump that I can. Oh, oh thanks, man. So. We appreciate that so much. Well, like Chompy Club really has been born out of like this experience of working with students because we found that there was like this gap in like what was in the market for like teaching. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm sure, I don't know if mm -hmm. you want to go into that today or in another time, but that's really has been like this big passion of ours. I'm sure if you can tell throughout this whole conversation of like wanting to help empower people to express themselves. And mm -hmm. like we've mm -hmm. been trying to do that in all these different formats and modular has been a really great format, but we've still been finding like limitations within that mm -hmm. um, and finding that like for some people, it's just, it's just not accessible or it's just not the thing that works for them. Um, and so then that's totally fine. There's like, you know, something for everybody. Um, but in all of these workshops and then also in working with high school students, we've been finding that like, okay, there's still like this need for some kind of electronic instrument that's doing a lot of these different pieces that mm -hmm. maybe some modules do, some already like kind of tabletop instrument, like synthesizers do, some drum machines do. And it's just been like this amalgamation of all these different features of things that we've basically used students as guinea pigs <laughs> and just like tested lots and lots, I love and lots it, Mark. of devices yeah, yeah. on them. Like focus um, groups for... <laughs> yeah. And we've done a ton of different types of workshops on all different kinds of people too, which has been really fun. Like both within our technologic program in the school. And then also we've done um, some cool workshops like with different arts organizations around town with people that are maybe not traditionally musical um with like people that are maybe more in like the marketing advertising industry or artists or graphic designers or people that are just generally curious about creativity mm -hmm. um and i'm sure tobias can probably speak to this a little better but the thing that we've found every single time is that this workshop that we do on sampling is always the one that people have the most fun with and across the board of musical experience is always the one that gets people the most empowered and excited to want to keep going further in ter terms of like sound design and music discovery. Do you um, think that is because they don't have to like 
spend the time to build the voice or the melody or the sound that they can start with a sound and then start doing some of the processes that are down the line. So it's not as much of like a daunting task. Like, okay, here's the piece of, here's the sound of whatever this loop or this combination of loops. Now I can actually start like guiding this and I don't have to like make a drum beat and a bass line. And like, do you think maybe that's why the sampler might be? Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's probably a two hour discussion about just the idea of sampling (laughs) and how much it's all interwoven into a lot of stuff we have done. Um, Yeah. Because I think I, I got into electronic music through having a a looping pedal, right? Like that was the number Uh one, but I actually learned guitar so that I could play with the looping pedal, not the other way around. (laughs) Right. And I, (laughs) I just loved like the idea of, of looping and sampling real time Mm -hmm. and, anything I've done since every case I've ever designed has always been around this idea of kind of immediate looping as well as then sampling. And the more I could have the sampling being immediate, like, um, you know, capture sounds in my environment as I'm doing it. I'm like, I, I think that's one of the reasons I was bringing this up is that you are kind of like the king at this. You go take your system out and then like yeah. the music, the place in which you're playing the music is actually a part of the, 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 composition that you're as you're creating it yeah that's like exactly what i mean it's so um that that's yeah i'm just so that's that's what that's what that's my compulsion that's like it's not really as much of a like oh i think that would be cool it's more like i want to do that and yeah yeah for sure it becomes part of this whole experience of like what that piece is it's the process and the environment that Mm -hmm. like both informs what you're creating but then also what you're creating is a piece of that experience it's like this yeah holistic that's process. thank you oh my gosh so i i feel like i put a lot of work into that stuff um but like you know i don't i don't actually get a whole lot of like people reaching out or, or like you know because mostly you just hear bad comments so i'm I, it's oh, dude we love it i feel we like love a, it. i thank you thank you very much because what you just said chelsea is exactly like what i'm going for so thank Dude, that's, you. That's I, my, that's awesome. The reason I like to play modular is the whole reason <laughs> I do this is because I go and take sound samples everywhere I go. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. literally yeah. just have my phone and like, oh my and, God. or a little tiny pocket sampler. And that's how I experience the world now. I have that like a so terrible cool. memory. <laughs> like I just like forget things. We have things to hang out. We have to like go <laughs> camping or something. I like, like yeah. capture. Just sounds and Exactly. Yes. That's like how I capture. Let's do it. Like, Let's do like feelings. a short film or something together we totally speaking of the woods something i wanted to ask you guys really quick it's totally off topic but because you grew up in spokane um do you ever have you ever been to sullivan lake it's pretty far north from where you're yeah so um i worked for the forest service um two years in a row two summers in a row doing archaeology and my bunkhouse was right by the uh that landing strip that little like airfield really? above sullivan lake so i lived yeah. at okay. sullivan lake for two summers and no one knows where it is because it's like in the middle of nowhere but I oh was yeah like, we know they it. might know where it is for sure yeah, a gorgeous sure. lake yeah oh, yeah wow what a cool place. my wife and i went up there for our anniversary trip last year and i got bit by a brown recluse oh dang what a magical yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very magical. Um, I had one more question for you too, because I'm just kind of yeah. curious. I'm, I'm holding one of your blank panels here. Is yeah. this? I feel like I recognize this. Is this like a like a, uh, a like a witchcraft symbol for like um, like feminine or like goddess or it's some something like that? Like the the full moon with the half moons on each side. 
sort of. So the concept for the whole the blank panel series, it's just called a Genesis series. And it for mm-hmm. while we were creating it, it was for me about like the process of creating things. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of, if you, um, I don't remember what sizes we sent you, but you know, we have different sizes. So like all from two HP all the way up to 20 and the 20 has two hands doing like the full, um, this guy kind of got like this full, like moon cycle happening on either end of it. Um, Uh and two hands are holding it. Oh, sorry. I know I'm I'm very animated when I talk to my microphone. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and it's just about this process of like, I'm a tactile person. So maybe it's just a reflection of my own creative process but I love using like my hands while I'm creating um yeah and so that's that's just kind of a reflection of how I create um and then also modular is very tactile right like you're patching Uh and unpatching and it's this this process of like being hands-on um so and then the pattern behind it is a Turing pattern which like a little kind of nod to Alan Turing um Uh but it's this like beautiful pattern that repeats in nature um that also is like this incredibly abstract complex pattern that you find all over the place at different values, both in like microscopic and macroscopic sizes all throughout nature. Whoa, that is super cool. All right. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking it up because I, I swear I've, I've, but yeah, it is. Like it's this. a really common symbol that you see of like, it's, I mean, now it's kind of like a kitschy thing you see probably in like witchy shit all over the place, but right, yeah, it is yeah. like well, cause an we, act of we have like it hanging in our space. Okay. We have one, a pane glass hanging in our window. Mm-hmm. And I was actually doing these like paintings for a while and I was just looking up like witchy symbols. Cause like my, my wife and her friends and all of us, we, we you know, we do witchy shit. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> witchy shit, dude. I mean, synthesis is witchy, witchy shit. Totally. In my opinion. Okay. So I was like painting this. And then one day I'm like doing the dishes and I was like, Oh, the symbol that I painted the other day has been hanging in our window the whole time. And I've just never really clocked it. So when I saw it on your panel, I was like, Oh, this is really similar to oh, that's that awesome. thing yeah. that I was, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's just okay. kind of this act of like using your hands to be creative and I mean, yeah. it's not completely original, but it's just, no, I love it. I, I, lo- I love your play I like on it. It's these, I love that they're double-sided. So, you know, so the Tobiases of the world can put it in their case on, you know, whatever <laughs> side they need to make sure it yeah. doesn't give them yeah. an anxiety attack. And, yeah. um, so we're rounded down to the end here. I wanted to give you guys, uh, an opportunity, uh, to, direct people anywhere that you want them to go uh, if they want to try to help, if they want to try to get involved with you, or if they just want to like check your stuff out. Like what, what do you say to those yeah. people? Um, so our website, technologic.com or no, synthculture.com. Just go to synthculture.com. Yeah, That's synthculture. the easiest com. way to find it. Um, it will be in the show description too, the link. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Synthculture.com will take you to like all the stuff we do for technologic. And then we're also going to have a page on that, that will direct you to the um, like modules and the blank panels for sale. That will be cool. going on sale right after Velocity. Yeah, we'll um, have that okay. shop open up probably the weekend of Velocity. Um, but we'll, all, we'll be putting up like a an about um, kind of leading up into that. So at least you can start to get some more information about it. Um, okay. And then the sale, like they'll actually be purchasable after Velocity. So we're going to have sell everything at Velocity first. And then, um, then we'll launch the live shop. And for those listening, which I know a lot of your audience are probably going to be at Velocity or hopefully they will be. I um, hope so. We also are going to be doing a giveaway through Modular Seattle um, with one or possibly even two menageries at Velocity. Um, So 
there's a chance for you to win a pink or a black one um, at the event as well. Um, so I think they're going to awesome. post about that at some point in the next month or so. So you can follow that to, to have more details. But um, yeah, so those are the two ways to kind of get started on our, on our initial thing. And then from there, um, we're going to go public with just getting people on this. Like we're Chompy Club is about the instrument and like everything that's going to happen with the instrument. And we'll probably have to do a whole episode dedicated to just that. But for the next like <laughs> six months, um, we're going to be kind of showing the public like what it is and what it's all about. And that'll all kind of kick off at Velocity as well. Mm-hmm. So and there'll be like cool. a newsletter sign up at the yeah. at our t- booth. Um, so very once cool. we do the Kickstarter, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get first dibs. So we can kind of do some VIP specials for like a limited number of people, first people to um sign on awesome. and kind of get some cool goodies so i'm gonna awesome. a, i'm gonna do oh, yeah, this i know i know it's a podcast and i know that people listening are not gonna be able to oh. see it but this is the instrument whoa it is whoa um, very oh much oh my god i cannot a, wait to play with that yeah it's amazing it's we're really excited about shit. it so, so if you're in Seattle, you got, so your guys is connect- the weekend of the 27th yeah so your connection has been kind of you've been pixelated the whole time, so I haven't really okay. been able oh. to make out your faces. So will you, could you guys send me a picture of that? Yeah, I for sure, yeah, for sure. But I would yeah, love no, to no like see the the details. No, um, yeah, and well, we're thank gonna, you. Yeah, for oh, go sure. for it. Go for it. We're Sorry, gonna we're gonna wanna... go. Uh, we're gonna publish a bunch of like visual content for it at that velocity mm-hmm. moment as well. So people who are like oh really, gosh. you know, looking to see it and and all that. I guess I could say this: it's a cross between the Teenage Engineering OP One. And the Critter and Guitari Organelle mm-hmm. and the Bastel Micro Granny and the SP404. If you could intersect somewhere right in between all four of those devices, that's where it lives. Well, sign me up. I want one. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> come in black and pink. Yeah. Oh, I want the pink one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I like, I, since I've met you guys and, you know, like just like I said, knowing you're out in Spokane, I've been just really, really uh, chomping. At the bit, <laughs> see what I did there to chat with yep. you guys. Even though it's technically champing at the bit, I think. Did you guys know? Okay, that? okay, I'll take your word for um, it. I, I think it's champing at the bit. Let's see. Now I got to look this up. Yeah, <laughs> it's champing at the bit. Most people say chomping at the bit. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> such a stupid, pointless digression. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. This was so lovely. Um, you, we. You're always welcome if you ever make it down here and you need a place to stay. We got a spare oh, bedroom, spare so bath, um, and also like I really would love to get out in nature with you guys oh, and yeah. maybe so do some fun. recording and maybe like do some nature performances together. Or something. Yeah. It sounds like we're yeah. all super into the same thing. We would love that. Um, so yeah, let's make that happen in the future. Well, we'll we'll see you for sure at Velocity, and uh, we'll be at the trade show. We'll have a booth at the trade show, and then um, cool. We'll we'll have to chat then, and then maybe yeah, we'll we'll get on uh, putting something on the calendar. Hell yeah, sounds great. Thanks thank so much. Yeah, so much. thank you. You are just such a gem. We appreciate you a lot. <laughs> thank Thanks. you for all the things that you're doing to, like, just invest in our Washington community and just modular world at large. You have made a huge difference. So keep it up. Well, thanks, and I likewise. I f- I feel like you know what I love. I think what what my show the service that I can provide is to spread the word about people doing the real work like you guys. Cause I just have to sit here in my room and have lovely conversations. I don't have to like hey. do a whole lot of hard work about it. So <laughs> we're all building it together. Yeah. 
All right, thank you so much to Chelsea and Tobias from Technologic for coming back on the show and for sending me a menagerie. It is really is just a beautiful, beautiful module. Um, gonna have to check out uh, Velocity, maybe try to win one. Um, thank you to everybody over at Patchworks for their continued support of the show. Thank you to After Later Audio for their continued support of the show. Thank you for your continued support of the show. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking, head over to pod, or uh, not pod, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash podjournalodcast. Also, don't forget about Tiny Crush Mixing. Hugo over there at Tiny Crush Mixing will take care of your track and make it sound better than you ever imagined it could. And then, of course, you want to bring that mix over to Nathan Moody to get it mastered at obsidiansound.net. Just trying to build a real pipeline for artists here. Um, what else is there? Don't forget about Velocity. I think I mentioned that, but I just really want to hit you over the head with that because it's going to be really, really fun. Um, and I think that's it. I'm sorry about the lack of um, patch challenges lately. It's just been really crazy busy. Um, and people are also crazy busy. And there just hasn't really, like been a, an opportunity for that but i promise that i'm going to get on top of that and make patch challenges um more of a more of a priority uh going forward so yeah thanks again for listening this week's uh, uh secret word is pomade like the stuff you put in your hair pomade p-o-m-a-d-e until next week <laughs>